Tyrell, great to have you uh, back on the program. Our first repeat guest, so you have that uh, a special honor. Uh, and, and the reason we wanted to bring you back is because there's a very special event going on this weekend. Tell us, what is the Challenge Cup? So the Challenge Cup, well, first off, thanks, Dean, for having me back. <laughs> Quick turnaround. Probably owe you a lunch. Um, <laughs> so the Challenge Cup, the, the, the purpose behind it was, um, you know, the, the HSL, um, due to their not being eligible for certain tournaments, um, you know, us and uh, other um, independent governing bodies decided to get together and say, hey, why don't we, you know, um, line some things up and, and create some competition amongst each other. So I had a conversation with uh, the HPL, which is kind of like the HSL out of uh, BC, and we said, you know, what would be really cool is if you guys brought, you know, some of your top end teams and we brought our top end teams and we kind of meet somewhere uh, at a cool destination and, and have a bit of a tournament, find out, you know, where, where we're at. Like, uh, you know, they were pretty proud about their their teams and what they were doing with their development model. And we're obviously proud about ours. So we decided to um, have a, a pilot project uh, two years ago um, in Banff with uh, and as, as well as in Edmonton. Um, they sent some teams out and then we had a, basically our top, at that point it was a six team event. So our top three teams and their top three teams were swinging away and uh, it, it was unbelievable hockey, um, a really cool experience. Um, it, it's, it's uh, you know, allowed them to kind of see what we do um, at, at different age groups. You know, for example, our second year peewees that modified checking, they've incorporated that in their league. Um, now we're on the same rule book. We're using uh, same officials. So when we do come together in these events, it's, uh, you know, everyone's kind of on the same page. Um, little different format for, for both of us because, you know, the BC games are a little bit different than how we run in Alberta. And this is kind of a meet in between for both of us. Um, but really, really cool experience. So it was basically a tournament um, that we put together amongst ourselves. And um, the name came from actually our president, Stephen Gerdson. Over when he played in Europe, uh, you know, professional hockey in Europe, uh, there was actually actually in, in um, England there would be what was called the Challenge Cup. It was actually considered to be uh, more celebrated than the season itself. So um, it was basically there was select Challenge Cup games throughout the year, and then whoever accumulated the most points won. So we decided to kind of bring that back to to um, what you know what we're doing here with um, the BC and the Alberta teams. I really like that. Uh, it's it's kind of neat. It it breaks up uh, the season a little bit. Uh, you know, Europe is famous for mid season tournaments, and we've seen you know the NBA look at that. I I you know we're we're really slow in North America to adopt some things for, from Europe for for whatever reason, and and I don't know if it's just because we think we are way better. But I like that uh, North America is starting to adopt some of these things, and vice versa. I'm sure there's things that we have done uh, that Europe. European sports uh, have done that. So um, what are the ages uh, specifically for, for this weekend and for this uh, whole event? I know we have uh, the JPHL that kind of takes over at U14, but uh, what are the kids' uh, ages that we're looking at for these Challenge Cups events? And you guys had the pilot project. This has now expanded quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. So now, uh, yeah, so we, the ages upcoming this weekend are the 2013 born and the 2014 born. Uh, birth years so you know four teams from Alberta four teams from BC are going to be clashing in Edmonton this upcoming weekend so the, it's the first challenge cup of the year 
so pretty pretty excited to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, it goes all the way from 2011 all the way down to 2016 uh, in terms of Challenge Cup competition. So, um, you know, it's 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 pretty exciting that the tournament in, in some age categories, you know, 2015 and 2016 specifically, uh, you know, this year there's going to be a teams of Quebec and teams out of Ontario, out of, uh, you know, the KSL uh, leagues over out Eastern Canada. Um, so we'll be able to kind of see where they're at in terms of competition wise. And um, it's really cool to kind of see this thing kind of expand. But um, it's it's something for us to exper experience like just different competition. You know, we're we're across Alberta and even into Saskatchewan. And um, I mean, that's that's fun. But, you know, to kind of test yourself against some of these guys in, in other provinces, it's just, a you know, kind of a, a, a test point is really is really kind of neat. And. And for our leagues to kind of be able to interact like this, you know, we have teams going over to Quebec this year and Ontario uh, and BC, and there's teams coming into Alberta this year to compete. It's 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 something that didn't exist a couple of years ago. You know, pilot project just with BC. Let's you know see how this how this looks, how this works, and now two years later to see it be you know across four provinces with a lot of really good hockey players from across Canada, and uh, and even teams from the states. You know, Washington. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool to uh, it's pretty cool to see it grow. Yeah, I I think so, and and this is just more evidence that uh, you know independent hockey uh, can be just the same as any other league. You can have interprovincial matchups, you can have interleague matchups, and and another reason why um, you know independent hockey is growing. And I guess that's my kind of next question: Who is eligible? Uh, for a Challenge Cup? How do teams, uh, organizations get involved? I know there's a divide right now between, uh, you know, where we are as far as independent hockey and, and other uh, affiliations. So who can play in a Challenge Cup and how do people get some information? Yeah, so in terms of our, our league selection, um, we have teams uh, declare whether they want to enter, you know, the application process for the Challenge Cup. Um, or not, and then we basically select the the top the top teams based off of standings to represent our league. So you know, HPL is sending their their top four teams. We're sending our top four teams. Um, you know, the the uh, KSL groups and the age groups that they're competing with, they're sending their top teams. So um, there's a there's a declaration process that all of our coaches and managers have at the start of the year to, to say, hey, we you know should we be selected? We're we're willing to go. Um, you know, compete either internally in Alberta or, you know, in other provinces. And then from that, you know, it's just based off of, you know, um, results. And, and, and I shouldn't say just, just results. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about just wins and losses. Um, there are, you know, situations where we have uh, franchises that, you know, they have good hockey people involved, you know, the team plays the right way. Um, it's a good representation of our league. Uh, so when we send teams where, we're looking at, you know, just who's representing our league and who's going to be able to uh, compete at the level and, and whatnot. So there's a bunch of different factors, but then we select the four uh, and then we go ahead and we, we send those either to BC or to other provinces uh, or we have them represent us in our, our own backyard. Um, we, uh, these, these events, obviously, you know, um, our insurance, our league insurance covers our teams throughout the winter season. Uh, should teams outside of independent hockey want to participate, um, we do have insurance options that uh, has been made available through us from 
actually from the States, uh, where they can have Canadian or American teams come in and have full coverage, amazing coverage. Um, it's uh, whether or not the teams kind of outside of independent hockey, you know, choose to participate or not. But we would love to see some some outside teams, you know, potentially uh, come in and, and compete against our teams and, and try and break down those barriers. Like, I mean, these showcase events, we're, we're just trying to have, you know, awesome hockey experiences and opportunities for players and families. Uh, we're not we're not putting up any barricades on our end. So um, if there's teams that want to 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 reach out, um, you know, they can they can uh, the easiest and the quickest way is info at Hockey Super League to, you know, kind of reach out for for more information. Um, there's also contact information on our website, challengecup.ca, um, that they can, you know, make an application process. We we have actually received um, some interest from from teams outside of independent hockey, and uh, you know we've we've talked to them about you know different options that they have if they if they should choose to attend. Um, but yeah, we're welcoming teams open arms to come and experience what we're you know what we're doing. Well, more information as you mentioned, challengecup.ca, the website uh, on your screen, or uh, if you're just listening on the podcast form, you want to check it out, silenticetv.com. So obviously uh, the goal is to expand responsibly with the Challenge Cup, but how is the Challenge Cup different than some of the other events that you have, the Pacific Duel, the NORAM Cup that will be happening later in the season and the Winter Championship in the JPHL? Yeah, so the, the Challenge Cup is more of an invite. So teams declare at the start of the year if they want to, you know, get into the acceptance um, portion of uh, uh, being a part of the Challenge Cup. And then they have to check, a bo- uh, you know, a bunch of boxes off. And then, you know, we we select those teams to represent us in BC, Quebec, um, Ontario, and then represent us in our backyard in Alberta. Um, the Pacific Duel for, you know, the BC programs and even programs, you know, out east or from the States, um, the Pacific Duel is more open invitation. So whatever birth year we're operating in the Pacific Duel, I mean, if we're running a 12-team tournament, uh, first team, 12 teams that have their applications and rosters and everything in, uh, you know, we allow them that opportunity to participate in that tournament. Um, pilot project for that this year, uh, we're operating Pacific Duels from 2011 birth year all the way down to 2016 and I know BC's um, operating I think uh, two or three birth years this year for Pacific Duel so that's that's brand new for this year Um, but it's more just you know creating an opportunity and experience for those teams that may not have entry into the Challenge Cup Um, so yeah that's you know tournaments are new in the independent world like they're they're it's it's fairly new Um, all the way our leagues operate are showcase based so you know, to go get that travel and play four games in four days. That's part of our league. This is more to create um, different competition from, you know, outside competition. So, you know, you have a league schedule against, you know, um, eight to 12 different teams and you play them so many times throughout the year. Um, this is to, you know, kind of get outside competition um, for for some of our teams and just create those new experiences. I think you'll start to see um, Quebec and Ontario, they're starting to to talk about hosting showcases and tournament events and I know BC really wants to build out a, a full event schedule and, and create these opportunities and these these experiences for these players and and these families something that you know again didn't exist in independent hockey uh, prior to two years ago that uh, is now coming in I think you're starting to see a lot of families say um, you know this this uh, independent hockey you know is kind of replacing 
um, you know, spring and summer. Now I have the ability to play different sports. I have the ability to go on a family vacation because I can cross over and find this competition during the winter season. I can, you know, play uh, high level hockey uh, during the winter season and, and, you know, pick the coaches and, and the teammates and, uh, you know, and have that type of experience during the winter season. So I think we're just trying to, you know, provide a pathway for that, for those families. Yeah, and, um, and when you talk have, about have a life as well, Spitz. You, you you mentioned that is you know that's so important to be able to play hockey during the winter, but have a family life, have a friend life, maybe go on a ski trip, maybe go on a family vacation that sometimes isn't available to people because it's go 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 all the time. And I love the the scheduling aspect that you mentioned. Well, you know, families with multiple kids, um, you know, even 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 players like you know specializing at a young age it's it's you you're trying to find a healthy lifestyle you know and there's so much going on with mental health and you know the way things are headed that you it's important that you know you you have a little bit of structure you have a little bit of balance um you still need to get uh i think some things kind of taken care of uh but is there a way to do it where you can still be able to do that and focus and specialize um but still have the ability and the time to you know have a you know a, a healthy family life and and uh healthy friends outside of the sport you choose and and whatnot i think that's so important so um you know being able to um deliver on some of those experiences during their winter season you know does that open them up where they don't feel like they need to do maybe the extra spring tournament or summer tournament and cut into maybe something else that they were looking at doing because they didn't have access to that during the winter so it's our responsibility as, um, you know, governing bodies to provide those experiences for our athletes and our families. Um, when you talk about the winter championships and the JPHL, uh, that's, that's that med season tournament. You're kind of talking about very European feel, um, that halfway checkpoint. Um, you know, it's, you, you get a, it's a bit of a, a sprint at, out of the gates. You know, everybody's working with their groups and teams are getting together and coaches are, uh, starting to get familiar with you know with the identity of their teams um, and then there's a bit of a, a touch point of you know some some elimination play which I think is important um, you know when you go into these competition weekends it's development based you know everyone's kind of getting thrown in every situation and and whatnot and we want to promote that we don't want to promote you know win at all costs right. um, but it's important that they get exposed to what that could look like and I think that's important to get exposed to mid-year to say, okay, well, now we're throwing you in a situation where, um, you know, you're you're getting eliminated in the quarterfinals or semifinals, and you're fighting for a seating position to get into, you know, where you want to get into, and you know, by that time, is is there some some guys who've maybe earned the opportunity to get the extra minutes on, on a special team play or or whatnot, and and challenge the coaches and challenge the teams to perform on demand. Um, I think that's important. And we also put something on that too. You know, if you win the winter championships, it's not just that, you know, Hey, here's a trophy, um, that affects, you know, the potential playoff, uh, outcomes as well, where, you know, you could be a fourth, fifth place team that, you know, overachieves in a weekend, uh, or we could play and don't get me wrong, you'd have to earn it. Uh, but now you might've earned home ice advantage, uh, throughout your playoff series, which is, which is nice. So we really do put something on it. Um, but it is something where we want to challenge our coaches. We want to challenge our players. Uh, we want to pull them from a development competition situation into performance on demand situation, which I think is important. Um, so that's exciting. And, um, and also, 
you know, we, we're, as you know, Dean, we're having some fun with some of the game format there as well. You know, as you know, just touching base on our overtime, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're going from the traditional seasonal three on three, five minute, three on three and, and shoot, you know, three man shootout and then sudden death shootout to um, a five on five, four on four, three on three, two on two, one on one format. Um, so again, new challenges for our coaches, new strategies would come into play. Um, you might, you know, might see new face-offs play in a, in a two-on-two scenario, uh, or whatever, but we want to make sure that our guys are getting lots of different, um, you know, things thrown at them to make sure that, you know, they're understanding different situations that they could be in, um, and challenging them. I think that's a lot of fun for, for everybody as well. And then the Noram Cup, new, brand new to this year, um, pretty excited about it, um, it's just through our relationships of setting up these these winter tournaments and whatnot. Um, what we the one thing that people have talked about is kind of that high performance stream, kind of beyond the year. So everyone's developing, and uh, you know having these experiences. Um, we don't necessarily have have like a high performance stream, uh, you know, built in beyond our our winter season, uh, where it gets these players used to that high performance that that can come in these months down the road so when we spoke with you know the different uh bodies out of bc and quebec and ontario um we talked a little bit about you know doing a, a high performance tournament uh, at the end of all of our seasons and that team would be kind of a selected team we would select staffs that we trust to select uh you know go through selection process and make sure they're you know they're picking players uh, out of our individual provinces to represent us so what we've done is we've we kind of built that out and through our network and it's amazing the network that some of these guys have um we've decided to split the um the states into four zones and then have our four zones from um, canada kind of clash so we have four teams from canada and four teams from the states um you know per you know a, a part of a, a kind of a high performance eight team tournament that we call the noram cup you know short for north american and uh, it's going to be a, a, a really fun challenge because um, it's the first, the first time we're doing it. Um, but the people that are involved are unbelievable people. Their programs are, you know, exceptional programs. And I'm very excited to see the teams that are constructed and built and, and competing at that tournament uh, uh, in May. So excited for that. Love it. Uh, border battle, uh, Canada, U.S. Uh, with the young ages and, of course, the Challenge Cups. All of those Sundays uh, finales on Silent Ice TV, including this Sunday. Really excited about that, Spitz. Thanks so much for joining us. Lots going on, and we'll, uh, we'll get you back on for a third time uh, when we have even more stuff uh, to announce. But thanks so much for giving us some time today. It was a great weekend that we just had, and uh, get some rest before the Challenge Cup. Thanks, Dean. Talk to you then.